Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith. And I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. So tonight we're going to continue on with our powerful, how to be a powerful person series. And tonight I'd love to talk to you about um, a message, did you get the invite? Did you get the invite? Let's pray. God, I thank you that you love me, you love us. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will come down and speak to us, Father, that this is useless without your Holy Spirit. This is just words without your voice in the midst of everything that's being said. I ask you to speak right now into our hearts and our situations. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. So last week we talked about choice. We talked about love and fear. And often in our lives, that's the tension. When we go to make a decision, there's, a, there's subconscious fear. And often there's a subconscious ability to love. And the beautiful thing about Jesus and what he did on the cross is he gets rid of our shame, which is attached to fear, our guilt, which is attached to fear. And he gives us the license, the power to overcome and to walk in love, always. But in reality, <laughs> it's not always that simple. In reality, sometimes we got to dig a little bit deeper to recognize why or what is my motive to my actions or to, to, my, to what I'm doing or where I'm going, what's really going on. And sometimes that can be complex and complicated. And that's why it's important to do life in community and around friends who can help you to discern that. But we talked about how Jesus came. God didn't just send Jesus to the earth just for a demonstration, just to show off, just to, to do a few miracles to impress people. Jesus uh, was here on a mission to send a message to us, I believe, and to the world all across the earth that, that there's an invitation for us. And we can either answer it or reject it. And that invitation isn't just about eternity after life. It's also about life right now. It's not just about, hey, let's wait until we die, then we'll live. No, it's about eternity is eternity. It's nothing to do with time. Time is out of the equation now. It's right now, right here. And so God has called us to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, not later, not after life on earth ends. Actually, he's called us to, to walk in power right now. And so if we're going to do some things and be a light, as, as the Bible says, in dark places, if we're going to see light in our life, th then we're going to have to access this power somehow or some way. And so we talked about the core and the foundation of that power is choice. It's a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. Love is not a feeling, although there are feelings attached, but it's a, foundationally, it's a choice. And I was talking to some guys this morning there just about how the, the word love in the English is, is a very shallow word in the English because it actually, if you go into the scriptures, there's actually about five or even six words in the Greek and the Hebrew for the word love. And, and so when we're talking about love, it's not just, there's different kinds of love, like the way you love your family, you love a spouse, the way you love your children, the way you love a friend. There's, there's all kinds of love. Um, and so it's important that we understand those things as well. But how do we align ourselves with love? 
And, and so often in this world, we find it's a like-for-like like type of love. It's, a, it's not even, that's not love. That's, that's, that's us living in fear, trying to, if, if I give you this, will you, will you make sure to give me it back? If I give you a like on Instagram, will you like me back? And I know nobody in here has ever done this, but you've maybe liked someone um, on Instagram, but, and then maybe you've went to check did they like any of your posts, but I know nobody in here would ever do that because you're not you're that secure. You wouldn't look at who's liking your posts, and you're not even interested, right? Um, it's not even a thing. Um, but, but, but if it's a like for like, then what happens is that the relationship crumbles after there's no like. If you don't get a like in return, the relationship's over. So that's not really a relationship that's not, there's no depth, there's no sustainability. When the storm comes, it's over. And so we want a love that's deep. We want a love that's sustainable. We want a love that gives us safety, even when we don't agree with each other. And so that's, I think it's the problem so often, including myself at times, we went through life and had surface relationships, and those surface relationships, there's no real depth, and there's no real, there's a fear of even being honest with one another. And so here's the problem. If I'm walking off of a cliff edge, and I have a like-for-like like type relationship who I would call a friend, and I'm walking off, well, well, that person mightn't want to tell me that I'm walking off the cliff edge because I'm convinced this is the direction I want to go, and so they're afraid of, of offending me and the relationship then becoming over. And so that's not the kind of relationships that's going to help me from, de- from death because I'm just going to go ahead and walk over the edge because they're too scared to tell me the truth of what they see. And so we talked last week again about you know, the, the, the verse in Second Timothy 1 where for God has not given us a spirit of fear, uh, of timidity, intimidation. We're not intimidated by people when we have a spirit of love and acceptance foundationally, but of, of power, love, and self-discipline. Now that's something you've got to develop. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to just go up to someone and, and have that overnight for the most part. Um, it's something we want to grow in. We want to grow in the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to grow. It's, it's a process. It, it starts with just a step, but, but let's keep moving that direction. And, and so the big question with power is it's, we, it, it's about connection. So, so what, what did Jesus do? When Jesus came, he made a statement, but it was an invitation. He invited us into relationship. And so if some of you know the history of the Old Testament, what had actually happened, there was, there was a veil in the Old Testament. They would bring a sacrificial lamb, which was paralleled in the New Testament to Jesus. He was the lamb that became slain, it says in the Scriptures. And so who paid the price for all of our sin, past, present, and future. But what would happen in that place to so say this is, the place where, where the lamb was sacrificed and, and, and it was prepared and the bread, the consecrated bread and all that kind of stuff was going on in this temple or you could say a church in a modern day term um, and there was rituals and, but there was this place, the Holy of Holies and said the Holies, Holy of Holies was like the stage, right? Only one person was allowed to go into the Holy of Holies which was the priest, that chosen person, that one person and if anyone entered in to the Holy of Holies, that the presence, the intimate, most intimate part or place that we could be with God, and they weren't invited. The Bible says that they actually died. They came in uninvited. They came, they weren't, there was no invitation for that level of intimacy with people. It's like if you walked in on someone while they were getting changed, <laughs> 
it mightn't go well for you in their, in their, in their, in their place of intimacy because it exposes things you're not supposed to see. And so, and so that's why I, I like to think of a, of a house and the most intimate room in the house is usually the bedroom. And once you get married, you enter the bedroom and it's, a, it's an exclusive place, right? It's a place where only uh, two people should go. In the same way, it's a place of great love. Love is, love is deepened there. Love is, is bonded there. Love is sustained there. There's a foundation of safety there. There's, it, it sustains uh, the hardship of, of, of storms. It's, when that, that, that closeness is kept, it sustains uh, mistakes. It allows for, for forgiveness and recovery. When that bond and foundational bond and, and love bond is established and maintained and worked at. And see, God, in the same way, wants that kind of intimacy with us in our hearts. He, and so what actually happened when Jesus died, the Bible says that that veil that was like a curtain was torn, which means the door was now not just for one priest. The door was now for everyone. That God is not calling us distant or, or, or just uh, he's not a distant God any longer. He now calls us friend. We're now, we, we, we are now invited to come into the Holy of Holies. We have access to that kind of power. If you come in, if you accept the invitation. And so the questions we've got to ask, you see how all these things parallel to real life? God has asked us to do two things in the New, in the New Testament. Uh, the, the Old Testament, it was about the law and, and maintaining. Uh, actually said that the law was a ministry of death because we could never fulfill it. But Jesus came to fulfill that, to bring us into intimate relationship, not through our performance or our perfection, but by the perfection of Jesus on the cross. And so um, what, the whole idea of that was that God could, could release the power of sin from us to empower us to go out as broken vessels to bring a perfect message to change people's lives by, by loving them before they're loved. Or, sorry, loving them before they're lovable. And so we were in a, a prayer meeting this morning. We, we meet from 10 to 9 every, every Sunday. And there were some of the guys in there. It was just so encouraging. And we were in a circle. And I just felt, you know what? We just need to encourage one another and speak life straight to each other and eye to eye. And it was awkward. It was awkward. Like, have you ever, ever, have you ever had someone say you're amazing, eye to eye, as a man? Like, this is weird. Like, don't touch me. But we done it. Why? Because that's how connection happens. We done it because that's how encouragement. And I tell you what, the environment was so light. It was so fresh. All of a sudden, people were like half asleep, and all of a sudden, whoa. And they're, you know, just laughing, and it just felt good. It just felt right. It just felt, this is what life is really about, but it's so sometimes hard to get here because we don't want to connect with one another because we're afraid. I'm like, why does this not happen more often? Because we're afraid. Who wants to go around talking about feelings? No man on this earth, for the most part, really is comfortable with that, but there's so much comes from it. 
That's what inspires gifts to be released. And so we were sitting there looking at some of the guys and, and just saying, it's amazing to see how at one point we seen you and your head was maybe a little bit down and you didn't feel as confident to see how God has progressed and literally changed your life. Why? Because you've had a safe environment, a secure environment where you know you're loved. And all of a sudden your gifts are starting to explode. They're starting to express themselves where they were hidden or where, where there was the jail cell that you were trapped in and the keys were thrown away. We found the keys and we opened it up and we released you. That's what love does. There's power. The spirit of... God did not give us a spirit of fear. Intimidation. He doesn't want us in a cell. But there's some things in your life where you're in a cell. You're in prison. How are you going to get free? I'm telling you, you'll not be able to do it by yourself. You got, you, you, the only way you can get free from those addictions to fear, I don't know what it looks like, or it's maybe hanging out with certain people, or maybe it's going to certain places, or maybe it's low self-esteem, or anxiety, or fear, I don't know what it is. The only thing that can break the chains of fear and sin in your life is the love that Jesus gives us. And that's why when the church of Jesus Christ begins to step up and love and, and walk in the power that God has intended us to walk in and get intimate with the Father, in the Holy of Holies, the veil is torn. You see, when we begin to access that kind of power, chains break. People begin to get set free, not by us being special, by us being simple and just loving. Hey, I think, you're, I think there's something I love you're accepted before you even behave. You, you belong. You come in here, I, you, your behavior's not right. You maybe don't even believe, but you belong. It's complete reverse cultural. It doesn't make sense because we all judge from the outside, don't we? But I tell you what, with some of those guys and some of the people we were speaking over at the start, they don't look like they look now. <laughs> They're not acting like they, they act now. They're coming out of their shell. They're growing. But you've got to see it before it's there. What's in you? But it can't come out because you're distant. The whole point that Jesus came and died on the cross was to bring you close. Not just to him, but to people. And this is why it's so, so important that, that, that as a church... We're not. If if you want to see true life change, just showing up is is it's, it's not going to work. Just showing up on a surface level is not going to work. It's got. It's through connection. It's through love. Love can't happen without connection, without some kind of intimacy. Awkwardness, <laughs> feelings come to the surface. Oh, it's quiet in here. It's very quiet. So are you running from connection or going towards it in your life? You maybe feel unfulfilled right now. That's normal. You maybe feel isolated. You, you feel distant. That's what fear does. There's some areas of your life where you're in fear. But I've got good news. Come on, who loves to go to a church where there's always good news? <laughs> Sometimes it's not the case. Jesus came to bring you good news. You've got power. Turn to someone and say, you've got power. 
I wish I had that song. You got the power. Adam, have you got it for me? No. You've got the power. Number one. Actually, we'll put the scripture up first. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this. Come to me, all who labor. Come to me, all who labor, work, and are heavy or weighed down, laden. I will give you rest. Our foundation should always be a foundation of rest. You see, when you go around living life just busy, busy bodies, what happens is you're so busy you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing. I'll, to be honest, I probably had a week like that this week. I was just busy, just doing stuff, and there was ton, I find more stuff to do. And, and then when I got a bit bored, I find more stuff to do. And, and sometimes I find in my life being busy is a cover-up for for not being intimate or, or being not just intimate but real with myself or being honest. I don't want to think about it. It's too much effort to talk right now. I, I just want to, it's more comfortable to be busy. Deep down, if we dig deep enough, it's fear. I don't want, it feels awkward to be honest with myself that I made a mistake. It feels awkward with myself to feel um, like a failure or feel guilty. That's why Jesus came. He came to wash away all of those feelings time and time and time and time again. He came to release you from the cell that you put yourself in time and time and time again. But if you don't spend time with him, your body, your soul will naturally veer to fear or sin or whatever you want to call it. You will naturally come off course. But if you invest your time and you begin to rest. What does rest look like? Well, rest looks like surrender. Rest looks like stopping. When someone's resting, they're sitting down. You're on a seat. You're not gallivanting. You're not go, go here. I've got to go to the shop. I've got to do that. And it, it, it all seems innocent. I've got to go to the gym. I've got to go to work. I've got to do extra hours at work. But sometimes we do extra hours to avoid coming home to some stuff that we don't want to come home to and deal with some things that need dealt with. Sometimes we're too busy to talk to certain people or ignoring them or not replying or swipe across into the archive in our WhatsApp so they can't say that we've seen their message because we don't want to deal with some things because it means we've got to connect. And see, connection, this is what I'm going to say to you, connection doesn't always look pretty. <laughs> do, you think connect, do you think love is supposed to feel nice all the time? Because if you do, we, you're not going to experience, you're, not going to, you're going to run from love. I'm talking about relationships, friendships, whatever that looks like with God. If you think it's always going to look pretty, I'm telling you, God sometimes will tell you the truth. <laughs> he likes to tell the truth sometimes. The problem is it doesn't always feel nice because it means you might have to repent and you might have to say, I got it wrong. But if you want the keys, repentance is the most positive thing you can do. Repentance, you know what repentance is? Repentance is basically saying, I'm going this direction and I realize I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> and I've just had a revelation. I need to turn around. That's it. It's not, repent. Just repent. It's good. It's great. 
Turn from that brokenness. Turn from that toxic situation. Turn from that issue. Turn. It's, it's not helping you. It's not giving you connection. It's giving you disconnection. Sin will disconnect you from God and from people. Sin will bring you further than you want to go, cost you more than you want to pay, keep you longer than you want to stay. It disconnects. But love, it brings together. It unites. It brings unity. That's why we've made a decision as a church to love our neighbors, to love neighboring churches that represent Jesus. Not because they sing the same songs, not because they read from the same version of the Bible. But because we believe they have the same core values. <laughs> and, and we believe when there's unity, when there's connection, when there's love, then God commands a blessing. It will happen. And, and if, if we're going to see revival, and if we're going to see God do more, and we're going to see uh, churches filled to the rafters and planted time after time, multiplication, then it's going to take some people to believe the Scriptures and do not what the natural sinful nature says, but we actually go love people even before they want it. Even before they receive it, we'll love them anyhow. You want your enemy to get frustrated? Love them. That's not what they want. They want to fight. <laughs> love them. Now, love doesn't always look pretty or like walk over me. L love can sometimes look like discipline and having boundaries and saying no. But you love them. It's the spirit in which you carry. And so rest can look like tithe. What? But sure, that looks like giving. I'm not resting. That's stressing me out. No, no, it looks like surrender. It looks like letting go of trying to work your whole life out. Oh, but, but I need to work after hours to make it work. I, I, I need to run around trying to pay for this bill and that bill. And I, I, I need to live above my means. I need to buy that kind of clothes to look fresh for those people. And so I've got to work longer and spend more. And so, and so what happens is you're, you're captive. You're in the prison of pressing. You're trying to find freedom in all the wrong places. Whereas that's the whole point of, of rest is that you start strong. You start with surrender. You start, God, you love me. You're for me. Thank you for what you've given to me. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. I'm going to seek you first. I'm going to trust you first over my own ability. I'm trusting and believing that you can do more with my 90% with your hand on it, with surrender to you, than I can do 100% myself. Because the problem with 100% myself, it's all, on, it's all on me. It's all on me. And that your first step determines your direction. If we, you go out here and you take a right, you're going towards Lurgan. You don't want to be doing that. <laughs> if you take a left, apologies all people from Lurgan. We love you, love our neighbors. Um, but if you take a left, you go towards Portadown. Your first step. Seek first the kingdom. You want the love of God 
God doesn't do well second. It's, it's what you, you worship what you give to first. Does that make sense in the natural? Of course not. The natural tells you keep, keep, keep. I want to be praised. I want to be liked. I want to be loved. I want to be on the stage. I want to be. Give me likes. I don't want to give you anything. I want them. Me. But the way of the kingdom is no. God chose me. I'm already liked. I'm already loved. And because I'm in a place of rest, I'm not trying to impress people. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm not trying to do things for likes. When I get into that, align myself with the love of God, then I can love people well. And so when you find yourself driven by fear, you know what you need to do? If you're over here in the fear and love's way over there, or sorry, love's in the middle, then you need to realign yourself with love. You're out of whack. You're, you're way over to the right. You're trying to do things your own way again. This will happen on a daily basis, but it's discerning and beginning to recognize those things. I need to align myself with love. So rest is about a reset. Rest is about a reset. The fight is always between fear and love. The fear of missing out. Run, run, run. Run, run, run. I need a flight here. Run, run, run. I need to go here. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> They're everywhere. I want to be there. Run, run, run. What if you started to plant seeds everywhere? Scatter them. Just a friend here, but a surface friend here. It's surface friend over here. It's surface or a relationship here. It's surface a relationship here. It's surface. Just scattering seeds on all kinds of ground, but you don't look after the ground, and you're not even sure if it's good ground. You don't even know the pe- the people that you're in relationship with or friendship with, and you're just throwing seeds everywhere and hoping for the best, but you never go back. And as soon as it gets as soon as it looks like a little bit of work, you might have to dig the soil up. As soon as it looks like you might have to actually water it consistently and it gets boring, well, then you're away again because go, 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 fear of missing out, fear of missing out, go, go, go. Oh, I, 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 I don't want to miss out on life. Well, actually, you are missing out on life because you're, you're living by a fantasy. And this is what I, I discovered as I was walking through some stuff in my life was that I realized that God is a creator. He's creative, and so God knows how to, to give us the best gifts. God created the earth. He created us. We didn't, we, we got us. We didn't, deserve, we didn't earn it. We didn't, scientists still don't know how the, the human body fully operates. They just know some processes that help certain things, but they still don't understand it. They can't recreate it, really. They can, they can copy and paste, but they can't really recreate. They can't make something as majestic as a human body, but but, but what I've realized is that fear is also creative. Have you ever had fear of going into a room and the things that you think could possibly happen? Or if, if you hear a creak in your house, I've got mice in my attic. And I, in my head, I think of the mice as being three foot long and they're going to tackle me to the floor in the attic and no one's going to be there to save me from a wee squeak. Fear is creative. It can create something massive out of something little. 
That's why people, when we're inviting people to church, they're going to create something massive in their head. The worst case scenario will come to their head when you invite them. So you've got to find some ways to minimize that fear. They want to be loved, secure. Hey, come with me, secure. Come with me. I'll not leave you alone the whole night. Tell them things they need to hear because they're afraid. Come on, has anyone sat in the car park and I haven't, in, in a church or anywhere, I, I never went in because you're afraid is it, the light's going to be on, a spotlight's going to come on me, uh, and it's going to be a disaster. Fear's creative. It will convince you not to do stuff all the time, or it will convince you to run around, plant wee seeds uh, in these surface relationships. Don't ever connect deep. Don't ever go uh, any, anywhere beneath the surface because it's going to get messy. You might get hurt again because you've been hurt in the past. Uh-oh. And so feelings of, 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 which aren't nice feelings, and that's why we're not designed to be led by feelings, because feelings are followers, they're not leaders. And so some of us, are, we're spreading those seeds too much around too many relationships, and we might need to, what, what are the most impressive trees that we see? They're trees that have instead put in one position, in one place for the longest time. They didn't bounce around, re- get uprooted every other day. You can't grow. You can't develop that way. You can't develop true friendships that way. It's consistency. It's, it's getting real with each other. It's being honest. It's actually going through storms together. That, that's what actually helps you to grow more. The roots have to go deeper because it sends the, the signal to the roots, hey, hey, <laughs> there's some bad weather around here. We need to grow deep. Is anybody with me? We're nearly done. I love this here. A powerful person can face an enemy with a posture of rest. The Bible says in Psalm 23 and 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. You see, oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you, some of you maybe know this, but oil, the way oil is made, olive oil, is made from olives. And those olives are crushed. They're squashed, crushed until that oil oozes out, and then we use that for, for various things. But it, it's symbolic in the, the scriptures of the Holy Spirit, of power. And so, and so within the scriptures, we see where people are anointed with oil. What they're saying is... We're putting the power of the Holy Spirit. We're, we're, we're speaking the power of the Holy Spirit over this situation to change it, to give you the ability to go through it. You see, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, just before he, had the, he, he, he followed through with the greatest act of love that any man uh, has ever seen or experienced or heard of, he went through great amounts of pain to the point where there was blood sweating from his brow. If you have an idea that connection and love looks pretty all the time, you're wrong. If you have the idea that, that love is easy, you're wrong. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured the cross. He, he loved you. He endured pain for you and for me and, and for all the people on this earth today to give them a chance of relationship, to give them a chance of connection. But it hurt it hurt bad. There's some areas in your life and you just want to give up on things. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt bad. 
but God gives you power. The power of the Holy Spirit that gives you the ability to be crushed and rise again. And not to, this is what I love, I love this. Not just rise again, rise again better than you were before. See, that's the difference when you're in relationship with Jesus is that God has designed us in such a way to, to die and to rise again time and time and time again. God has not called you to be perfect, but he has called you to rise again. And, and you will learn through failures. And you will learn through, through broken parts of your life as you, you look back and repent. That's why the word repents in the Bible because you're saying, listen, I got that wrong. But their grace his grace is enough because he loves us. God shows us what a good relationship looks like here on earth. It looks like never giving up on people. What happened with the woman and the religious people were trying to condemn her? This imperfect woman had made mistakes, been sleeping around, all that kind of stuff. And they were trying to condemn her and, and look at her outward performance. And Jesus said, you who have not sinned, just go ahead and throw the first stone. And it says they walked away from the oldest to the youngest. You know, you know what I believe uh, why that was, in my own opinion, was the older you live, <laughs> the more mistakes you make. And in reality, you know, you don't deserve. You, you haven't earned it. You haven't earned the love of God. You haven't been good enough. It's by grace we're saved. It's by grace that we move forward. And as the band come ahead on up, powerful people accept the invitation to walk in their gifts. It says in Mark 1 and 17, it says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. It then goes on to say in Hebrews 12 and 2, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame, disregarding his shame. Now he's seated in rest, in a position of rest, in a place of honor beside God's throne. He's at a place of rest. And finally, powerful people accept the invitation of God's presence. The Bible says in John 15, Jesus said, abide in me and I'll abide in you. See, God has called us not to sit and watch. He wants us to first rest. He's then called us to be fishers. Invite, he's invited us. The invitation is you're invited to come on board with the team. I haven't just left you just to watch me perform and do all these miracles. I'm bringing you alongside me to follow me to, so I can show you that there's something in you. And that, that, that something in you is not for you, it's for others. That's why when God gives people a gift, it's not so you can have a website.com, something such and such ministries.com. He gives you it for the church to do the work of the ministry within the church, the body of Christ. It's not for us, it's for the church, it's for, the, for others. It's to serve. It's to see the lost come home. But we've got, to in, we've, got to, we've got to stay in connection. We've got to allow Jesus to abide in us, the Holy Spirit to abide in us. We've got to stay in connection. 
with the Father. And that looks like, where are you spending your time? <laughs> You're not going to grow if you keep doing surface with God, doing surface with people. You're not going to grow if you don't get into a group of people that are like-minded, that are ahead of you, who can help you follow along. You're not going to grow. You're not going to, the gifts aren't going to be pulled out of you unless you put yourself into places where you're probably afraid. It's the only way. You've won life. Do you want to just be safe? Be afraid of what people might think, even though those people don't really care about you, that you're worrying about. Do you just want to do life scared in a, in a prison cell of fear? Are you going to allow the power of the Holy Spirit to come and, and, and use those areas where you've been crushed, where you've been rejected, where you've been betrayed? Are you going to just let them hurt you and just leave a wound and leave destruction and leave a mess and leave brokenness and that's it and that's full stop? Is that it? Are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to crush some olives? Are we going to allow God to crush our pride, and use it to our advantage. Use our mistakes to our advantage. Use our failures to our advantage. And let God use those weaknesses, use those broken situations to minister to other people. And that was the one thing I said in prayer this morning. One of the guys who had really progressed, and I'm just, it's been very encouraging for me to see God just, God just allow him to excel. I said, you know what you need to do now? Go find someone else who was in your position and pull them up and pull them out and bring them with you. Let's live for others. That's where the blessing's at. That's where the fun's at. That's where the party's at. Not the surface disconnected stuff. And so, you know, we're thinking about next week and inviting people to church and the lost being found and Listen, don't, don't go looking for just your Christian friends. <laughs> if they are planted and they're home somewhere, that's great. But what if we could bring some people who are unlikely candidates, who are a bit rough on the surface? It says in the Bible that Jesus didn't come for the healthy, he came for the sick. He came to deal with the disease of sin, to put people on the path of purpose. And he's going to use us. He's going to use you. And so there's a term in, in, in psychology or there's a term in counseling that, that what happens in, in often situations where we react uh, in a destructive way, and it's really because of fear. And it's, we either react with fight if you come at me, I'm going to fight you. We're good at that in Northern Ireland. You come at me, let's fight. There's also flight. That means I'm, I'm running. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want awkward situations at all. I want the easy life. I don't want anything. I'm running. I'm out. And then the last one is we freeze. You've seen it on stage. People freak. You know, the stage fright and they freeze. And that's all fear-driven. And so what I want to encourage you to do as we invite people, as we invite friends, let's not fight with them. 
Let's align ourselves with love. I've always said it. The spirit in which we carry the spirit of love that is found in Jesus is easier caught than it is taught. You're not going to win someone to Christ by fighting them with theology, fighting them with who's right or wrong or where the earth came from. That's not, people don't really care about that stuff really when it comes down to it. People care about love. They mightn't say it with their mouth, but that's what they really, that's what's contagious. That's what they're attracted to. When someone loves them, they want to, I, I, I don't know, I don't know one person that loves me well that I don't like being around, that I don't feel lifted around, that I don't get excited, that I don't leave feeling better. That's what love looks like. When when you're around someone that loves you, you leave better. You grow in their presence. You breed. You flourish. Let's not run from the conversations. Let's not fly away. As soon as it gets awkward in work or, or you ask that person and you don't get the reaction that you want, hey, God loves you. He can make a way and he makes a seat, a place to rest in the presence of your enemies. You don't need to run. You don't, need have, you don't even need their approval. Listen, they mightn't like what you have to say and that's okay. It's okay. I'll keep asking. I'll keep inviting. I'm not going to force you or corner you. I'm just going to give you an opportunity. Or maybe you're afraid of freezing. It's fear. And it's funny how so often in life these areas cause so much destruction in so many people's uh, lives. It's all driven by these kind of fight, flight, or, or freeze. It causes so much destruction in our life. But, but if we can start to access and spend time in God's presence and, and receive the invitation of his presence and of his call to be a fisher of man and of his call to rest in his in our identity and who God has called us to be, that then I'm telling you, these things will begin to shift. It won't happen overnight. It'll take time, but it, you will move forward. But don't expect it to be easy. I don't, love is not easy, but it's a joy. That, it was the joy that was set before Jesus that he endured the cross. If you want to live a life worth living, it's going to take that joy. You've got to capture the joy that's set before you. And I'll just finish with this. It says in 2 Corinthians 3, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. We've got the power. And the Lord is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him. We progress, we flourish, we move forward as we're changed into the glorious, His glorious image. We've got the power. It's there. It's for you. But you've got to come close. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you, and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we will see you next time on the Ariat Church Podcast.